Hi there. Today, let's boost your vocabulary by learning how suffixes can unlock word meaning and help your understanding of English. Have you ever wondered how knowing some simple word endings can help your English comprehension, even of words you've not met before? So today, some help with suffixes in line with rule six of the seven rules of adept English, the helping hand. The main way of learning language for fluent speaking is, of course, through repeat listening. But there are some aspects of English language where it just helps to have things explained. It can help things click into place for you as a language learner. Shortcuts to language learning, if you like. There are aspects of English which you'd eventually recognise as patterns yourself, but it's perhaps helpful if I point them out to you and you get there more quickly. If you want to know more about the helping hand of Adept English and other proven techniques for learning language to fluency, don't forget to take our free course, The Seven Rules of Adept English. Visit adeptenglish.com to find out more. Hello, I'm Hilary and you're listening to Adept English. We will help you to speak English fluently. All you have to do is listen. So start listening now and find out how it works. Let's start with a question. Do you know the difference between happiness and happy? It's all in the suffix. In British English, suffixes like ness, such as in happiness or kindness, transform adjectives into nouns. They're like a secret code revealing also that these words aren't just any old nouns, but abstract nouns, ones that represent ideas rather than things that you can touch. So why is this important? Understanding suffixes is more than just a language trick. It's a shortcut to grasping the richness of English, particularly the nuances of British English. So I covered some common prefixes in English in podcast 686. A prefix, P-R-E-F-I-X, goes on the front of words, like the un in unwanted or unhelpful. So today I'm going to talk about some common suffixes. That's suffix, S-U-F-F-I-X. And these are the opposite of prefixes. Suffixes go on the ends of words. There are lots of common suffixes in English, but today I'm going to help you understand some words you might not know. It can help you guess the meaning better if you know some common suffixes. It's good to know a lot of vocabulary in English, but it's also good to not be afraid of guessing or working out words you don't know, especially when you're in conversation. With a bit of knowledge, often you'll be correct. So that's what this podcast is here to help you with. In English, we have suffixes like ness, N-E-S-S, -S, like in the word kindness or happiness. Immediately on seeing a word with this ending, this ness suffix, you know that the word is a noun. Words ending in ness are always nouns. And more than that, they're usually abstract nouns. They describe ideas rather than concrete things. Words ending in ness in English usually have come from an adjective. They're the noun associated with the adjective. So happiness comes from happy. Kindness comes from kind. K-I-N-D. 
They mean the state of being happy or the state of being kind. Other examples of simple words ending in ness, illness, the state of being ill, as in his illness has slowed him down this year, or sadness, the state of being sad. Obvious words here too like goodness and badness from the adjectives good and bad, but also words like wetness, the state of being wet, or oddness, the state of being odd. When he appeared at my door, his oddness and his wetness made me think there was some madness here. Other words like this are coolness, firmness, weakness, softness, fairness, stillness. There's a website called the Free Dictionary, and this one lists no fewer than 4,651 English words that end in ness. That's why I'm suggesting that this is a good shortcut to learning. Some examples of longer words ending in ness to test your understanding. Tight-fistedness, warm-heartedness, nearsightedness, or inappropriateness. Okay, let's do another one. What about the suffix able, A-B-L-E, also worth learning? The Free Dictionary lists 2,695 English words that end in able. So what does it mean? Well, first it means that the word you're looking at is most likely an adjective, a describing word. And the meaning? Well, if a word has able on the end of it, it means able to be done. So if you take a word such as like, L-I-K-E, then if someone or something is able to be liked, we say they're likeable, L-I-K-E-A-B-L-E. -E. Notice here that that E stays. Often in these joined words, we might drop the magic E on the end, but the E stays here. If something is easily able to be done, it's doable, D-O-A-B-L-E, from the verb to do. Now, obviously, when I quote that 2,695 words in the free dictionary end in able, that number doesn't include some words like table, T-A-B-L-E, cable, C-A-B-L-E, and stable, S-T-A-B-L-E. These are clearly nouns, although stable can also be an adjective. But the vast majority of the words ending in able in the list are adjectives. Other examples from that list? From to fix, fixable, meaning able to be fixed. From the verb to tax, taxable, meaning able to be taxed. Movable means able to be moved. Notice the E stays again there, M-O-V-E-A-B-L-E. -E. Culpable means able to be blamed. This one's from the Latin word culpa, C-U-L-P-A, as in mea culpa, meaning my blame. Also, livable, L-I-V-E-A-B-L-E, -E, means able to be lived, or wearable, means able to be worn. Again, when the vast majority of that 2,695 words follow this rule, it's a rule worth learning. A couple of endings which are best learned together next. What about if a word has full, F-U-L, on the end? And what about if a word has less, L-E-S-S, -S, on the end? Well, words with these suffixes are usually adjectives, again, or describing words. And if a word has a full ending, 
that means full of something. So an example would be joyful, J-O-Y-F-U-L, meaning full of joy. And if a word has less, L-E-S-S, on the end as its suffix, it means lacking in something. So joyless, J-O-Y-L-E-S-S, means with no joy. That's joyless. So if you put full as a suffix into the free dictionary website, you get 640 English words. Now, obviously, here there are words like teaspoonful. I explained that this is a measure of a liquid in my recent podcast 693 when I was talking about vocabulary for the kitchen. So there are exceptions. But again, most of these 640 words are adjectives, meaning full of something. Other examples? Thoughtful, respectful, meaningful, successful. So they mean full of thought, full of respect, full of meaning, full of success. These are words you probably know. Some less obvious examples, grateful or ungrateful. So notice it's quite possible for words to have both a prefix and a suffix. That's ungrateful. Other examples of words with this full suffix, thankful, delightful, graceful, beautiful, stressful, spiteful or forgetful. And if we look at words that end less, L-E-S-S, again, that online resource, the free dictionary, is very useful. It lists 1,187 English words that end in less. It also amused me slightly. If you put less into this website as the suffix, it warns you, this page may contain content that is offensive or inappropriate for some readers. So I confess I spent some minutes amusing myself, looking at this list, trying to find those offensive or inappropriate words because I'm a child at heart. It was a waste of time. It turned out I wasn't able to find any words which I'd consider offensive. Anyway, 1,187 words. There are, of course, a few odd words that don't follow the pattern, like the word bless, B-L-E-S-S, or unless, U-N-L-E-S-S. And similarly, with two other conjunction words, nevertheless and irregardless. But most of these words ending L-E-S-S are adjectives describing a lack of something. More examples? Flawless, F-L-A-W-L-E-S-S, meaning without flaw, without defect in other words. Also, hairless, nameless, soulless, spotless. These mean without hair, without name, without soul, usually meaning something has no atmosphere. And spotless, meaning without a spot, which we use idiomatically to mean very clean. As in the sentence, I stayed at a bed and breakfast in Hull and the room was spotless. And there are also a group of words which even compound suffixes. To compound, C-O-M-P-O-U-N-D, means to put one on top of the other. So if I said to you childlessness, would you be able to work out what I meant? So you probably know the word child to mean a little person, someone under the age of 18, technically. And if you were childless, it would mean that you didn't have a child and perhaps some implication that you'd like one. And if we then talk about childlessness, which is a noun, it means the situation of not having a child and probably wanting one. 
So these types of words can also imply a lot of meaning very efficiently. You might come across meaningfulness or meaninglessness. Well, meaning, M-E-A-N-I-N-G, is a noun, a gerund, in fact. And as an English language learner, you're always thinking about the meaning of words. But people also use the word meaning to talk about having purpose in their lives. You might feel your life is meaningful or meaningless. People do need meaning in their lives. And if you wanted to express these words as feelings, as nouns, you could say meaninglessness or meaningfulness. Meaninglessness is quite an existential idea that people either find meaning in their lives or they don't. And if they don't, they can really suffer with meaninglessness. It's one of the four existential truths that people like Irving Yalom or Rollo May talk about. So I guess the point I'm making in that last part, although we're talking here about the mechanics of the English language and the basics of how it works, prefixes and suffixes and compound words really allow us to express a lot, quite complex meanings in a single word. The language that I'm familiar with that also does this, German. The German language loves the compound word. And one of my favourite German words, Funkelnagelneu, meaning brand new, but literally sparkling like a new nail or bright as a new pin might be the equivalent saying in English. So suffixes are far more than boring word endings. I hope I've brought suffixes alive a little bit for you in this podcast and demonstrated that they're worth learning. And in fact, learning of this type is a great shortcut when you're grappling with the English language. Enough for now. Have a lovely day. Speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please help me tell others about this podcast by reviewing or rating it. And please share it on social media. You can find more listening lessons and a free English course at adeptenglish.com.